Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes fils et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. This is the French Canadian Legacy Podcast. I am Jesse Martineau. And one of the things we really like to see here at the French Canadian Legacy Podcast is when a development in the area kind of gets the Franco-Americans excited. Like, we really like when a project gets people talking and gets people invested in French Canadian cultural identity. Well, the project started by our guest this week is one such project. Rene McMaster is the owner of Hot of the Hot Mess Putsin Truck, a food truck that people have been talking about all over southern New Hampshire. Basically, not just about Putsin, but about the place where the Putsin is from. So it's awesome to have her on the show. Renee, welcome to the French oh, Canadian thanks. Legacy Podcast. Oh, thank you, Jesse. Thank you for having me. Now, let's start with your story. So, so where are you from? You you do not have a Southern New Hampshire accent. I will uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm from Saint-Cyprien. That's a, that's a really, really small town. Uh, it's more like a, it's a south of Quebec. It's maybe like an hour and a half south of Quebec close to St. George de Beauce. People probably know more St. George de Beauce. Uh, Saint-Sprié is really, really small. Uh, I grew up there and uh, it's actually, it's a village. It's not really a town. (laughs) So uh, yeah, that's why I grew up there with my parents. Uh, And I have uh, two sisters, a brother. And uh, actually one of my sisters still live there uh, at Saint-Sprié. And uh, my mom, who's still alive, uh, she's in St. George. My oldest sister, Jeanette, uh, she's in St. George too. And so that my brother, Marcel, is in St. George. And my dad passed away eight years ago. So, yeah. Okay, now I'm curious, growing up in a village in Quebec, uh, what, if anything, did you hear growing up about New England and about the Franco-Americans? I'm just kind of curious. Well, actually, yes. Um, my father, um, he was a lumberjack. Uh, nice. In May, in that's May. awesome. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, he actually worked there for 33 years. Wow. Um, he had his pension check, American pension check, and um, but he used to go back and forth in Canada. We never leave in U.S. So he worked there for 33 years, all over Maine. Wow. So, um, so my father was, I was little, um, because he was filing the taxes. Sure. Uh, so he gave me my social security number, the American social security number. Wow. Uh, that's kind of funny because I'm the only one who got it. <laughs> and awesome. uh, that was almost like that was meant to be, you know, yeah. I'm the only one who's here now. Yeah. Um, so for my dad, it was huge. Um, at that time, he had a, a visa, a working visa. Sure. Uh, but like I said, he never lived in the U.S. So for him, me to move in the U.S., it was huge for him, you know. Um, so he had the chance to see that a little bit. Uh, I decided to move in the U.S. when I was 27 years old. Uh, yeah. I moved to Florida, actually. Now, why? Uh, what brought you to the States? Well, actually, I was a construction worker. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Uh, I was doing drywall. 
Nice. So um, a company from Quebec hired me to go to Florida because they need people over there. So I start very at the beginning of the step, you know, and I, uh, so I, I start with doing some drywalls, doing some uh, cleaning and sure. And then after that, I learned the framing, metal framing. And then I decided to learn how to read the, the blueprint. So I had a teacher on the site uh, who was teaching me how to read the blueprint. And uh, at that time, I didn't speak English very much. I, I was going to ask. Like three yeah. or four words. Okay. And, that, and, and I had to learn very quick. I can't so, imagine a lot of French speakers in Florida. They is, but the fact that they all hang out together and, gotcha. uh, and they don't want to learn the language. Me, I was kind of, oh, no, I don't want to do that. If I have to do that, I just have to go back to Quebec. That's not my intention. My intention is to learn the language. So I'm here for that. So I'm going to do that. So by that time, I used to have a temporary visa. Okay. So I have to renew every 10 months. So every 10 months, you have to get out of the country. Gotcha. Uh, yes. Go see your lawyer, immigration lawyer, sign the paper, and come back after 48 hours. That does not sound like a good time. Start it again. Um, so you have a driver's license only for 10 months. So every 10 months, you have to restart it. <laughs> no, that's not a short commute from from Florida. That's for sure. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and after that, I got an offer in in uh, New England. Actually, um, better benefit, better money. So, and then already had a friend. He was in Vermont, so I decided to move. And uh, actually, my last job that I did was uh, the Exeter High School. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's how you ended up in the New Hampshire Seacoast. Yes. I was there for two years. I was actually in charge of the layout and the framers. I had 26 guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. Yes. And that's why I met my husband, actually. You met him at Exeter? Uh, yes. My husband, <laughs> he, was, he was in charge of the plumbing at that time. And, oh, that's awesome. Uh, I was supposed to go back to Canada. Uh, Actually, my next contract was in uh, Vancouver. Gotcha. But I met my husband, and uh, the rest is a story. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Now, yeah, this is, a, this is a long, long story. <laughs> I love the story. No, this is so cool. Now, is nothing you've mentioned so far um, has anything to do with the restaurant industry? Or, no. Or, now, how did you get into running a food truck? Well, actually, so that when I met my husband, I had my daughter, Miley. Um, Miley had a brain tumor. Oh, wow. So she had a brain tumor removed when she was four months. That's and, terrifying. And, you know, the the work I was doing before, you know, you all, you're never home. You're always far. There was no sure. way for me to do that again. Uh, so I said, I need to find something close to home uh, to take care of my daughter. And... Um, I decided to go for a different kind of job. I, I think I worked for Home Depot for five years, and then um, I was a substitute teacher for two years. And But, you know, the passion wasn't there. Gotcha. So, um, and I always liked to cook. My grandmother was a grand, 
good cook. She actually raised 13 kids. So she was, oh, wow. <laughs> she was a good cook. Uh, my grand-grandmother was a good cook. My mother was a good cook. So um, it's something inside of me that I want to, to come out, you know? Sure. <laughs> so um, I decided to um, take some classes. Um, I said, I'm going to go for some... Um, professional cooking class. Good. Uh, so I went to um, Chez Boucher, that's a cooking school in Hampton, New Hampshire. Okay. I don't yeah. know if you heard about it. No, I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's actually a French cooking. It's it's in it's in the restaurant. Uh, that's the restaurant Chez Boucher. Gotcha. Uh, but, it, you know, they have classes there. And that's awesome. So uh, I decided to to take those classes so that was classes uh for i believe i think that was for maybe three months that was very short but sure uh so i i start those classes until december and december um i already had a job at saint thomas um, okay high school it's a yeah. private school sure dover yeah yes Yep. So um, they hired me for cooking, and so I was very grateful to, um, you know, to be able to practice my skills. And, sure. Yes. Yeah. So I was there for a couple of years, and then I said, well, I'm 47 years old, and I have passion, and I just cannot do it, you know? <laughs> um, cooking for somebody else is one thing, but uh, you you know, sometimes you say, oh, I would put a little bit more on this and, sure. you know, there's a lack of flavors or, you know, this is just not your recipe, you know? Right, right. So I said, I have to decide what I'm going to do. So, and like I said, 47 years old, I said, I got to do it now. So that's, that's why I decided to go with the foot truck because the foot truck, it's, um, it's a big hit there. Huh? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's you know, it, it's it's getting really, really popular more and more. And the good thing about that is you move around and you meet a lot of different people and make connections like just I met you, Jesse, at the uh, Multicultural in Concord. Uh, yeah. You know, I never met you before. That's right. Um, <laughs> means I was following you, of course. But, <laughs> yeah, I, never, I appreciate that. Yeah, I never met you. So uh, it's kind of fun to... Um, to meet a lot of different people, but um, the idea of the poutine, I guess, is, you know, when you, you're not in your country, and every time you go to your country, okay, you want to see your family, but the first thing in your mind is, oh, I need a poutine, you know? <laughs> I need awesome. that hot mess, you know? You need something hot, and uh, it's cold outside, and you need that. Um, so I said, hey, um, okay, these people make poutine over here around. They're delicious, but this is not the, this is not the poutine when I grow up, you know? It's, it's different, you know? Um, where I grow up, you know, there has to be a poutine gravy. Gotcha. Not a brown gravy. It's a poutine gravy. It's um, just for poutine and used for nothing else. Yes, exactly. And that tastes differently because uh, there is a that little thing to it. 
you know it's a little bit tangy sure it's not like a, a straight uh beef broth you know right. or like a chicken gravy i've seen some places too yes yes so if you don't have that thing this is not a putin gravy you know what i'm saying sure so you need a good gravy you good you need like a thick gravy like my mom said the the french fries has to hold the gravy you know so right. you need something thick um and of course the the cheese the squeaky cheese squeaky cheese is really important for sure very important but uh, it's very hard to find squeaky, squeaky cheese over here around. Yeah, where do you get yours, if you don't mind me? Actually, um, it's from a farm in Vermont, the Maple Farm in Vermont. Gotcha. Yeah, That's they, cool. actually, they actually make the cheese um, by hand over there. So nice. um, it's, it's pretty close that the squeaky cheese we have. But the reason for the squeaky cheese is this is a different regulation. Okay. Quebec, when they make the cheese, they let the cheese out. Okay. Sure. They don't put the cheese uh, in the fridge. Gotcha. The cheese out. This is not the same regulation than here. Over here, right. they can that. That has to be right away in the fridge when they. Sure. <laughs> so right. that's why you don't have the squeaky cheese. So if you go to Quebec, you go get a bag of cheese or whatever. Uh, it's not going to be in the fridge. It's going to be like sure. on the shelf, close right. to the fridge. But <laughs> this is the squeaky cheese you're going to get. But after a couple of days, there is no more squeaky cheese. And now it's in the fridge. You know what I'm saying? It's still good sure. for the poutine. Yeah. But um, you, you see the difference. That's funny because I remember uh, one of the times I went up with my dad and my uncle, uh, they were checking in with uh, this place, uh, St. Leonard Daston, uh, this town where they had spent a lot of time like during the summers and stuff because, you know, they had family that was still up in Quebec. And so yeah. we, were, we were going up there, we we're visiting with this family and they handed us a bag because they were living on a farm. They handed us a bag of yeah. that legitimate squeaky cheese. And I can tell you, Every single bit of it was gone before we ever made it back to the uh, oh, yeah, out to the border. Yeah, we hammered that. Yeah, that's where, where I grew up. We had a bag of squeaky cheese and a bag of barbecue chips <laughs> and a Coke. All this together. Yeah. This was <laughs> what I find fun is that uh, this food truck is the very first food truck. You never even worked at a food truck before no. you decided to buy one yourself and start no, it. I think that's way no. fun. I never worked to a food truck, and actually, my husband and I built a food truck too. That's awesome. Yeah. So when we buy the food truck, there was just a FedEx truck. There was nothing in it, <laughs> like the box. And uh, we uh, did the design, and uh, we buy the the equipment, brand new, and we we build the whole thing. And awesome. um, my uh, my husband is a He's a pipe fitter. Um, he's actually a supervisor for uh, 537 in Boston. Nice. And um, my stepson, one of my stepson, the oldest, is is uh, a pipe fitter too. And uh, my other stepson is is a plumber. Okay. And um, my stepdaughter's husband is a pipe fitter. So 
I had a lot of help. Yeah, apparently you did. That's awesome. Yeah, now, so everybody has their work to do. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Now, I have to ask. I do. I, I know the answer because I've looked. Maybe you can tell the listeners. Where'd you get the name from? Oh, the hot mess? Hot mess. Where'd you come up with hot mess poutine? Well, hot mess, actually, uh, if you look at poutine, it's really messy. <laughs> nothing, sure. nothing is more messy than a poutine. And the gravy <laughs> is hot. So that has to be a hot mess. Now, because you mentioned that we connected at the Concord Multicultural Festival. And yeah. I have to note, there, there's a million people there. And by far, the largest line was for the hot mess puts in. Oh, awesome. I'm so glad to hear that because uh, we, we didn't really have the time to look. <laughs> <laughs> we were so busy. Um, but that was a big hit for us. And hopefully, we'll be able to be there again. Nice. Um, that was very, very exciting for us to be there. You know, uh, that was a first, uh, for, I think that was a first probably for the poutine too. Oh too. yes. Yes. Absolutely. And for us, for me, it's cool to be going up to a multicultural festival and seeing one of them trucks flying the Quebec flag, which you do outside your place. Yeah. That was super yeah. neat. Yes. Yeah, the, the Quebec flag is always there. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, that's very cool. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit, because I honestly, I don't have any idea. How many people does it take to operate this truck? What does it look like on the inside of a Putsin food truck? Oh, okay. Well, actually, um, sometimes I have four people. Um, of course, you have, you need a girl at the window, and uh, there is a girl who's doing the, the potatoes because uh, we have the end cut potatoes. So somebody has to cut the potatoes and, um, and then we, we have to blanch the potatoes after that. It's another thing we have to do. It take a little bit more longer, but uh, it's worth it. Sure. Um, and then we have to fry the potatoes. And then uh, there is like a section in the truck. It's only for the poutine area because we're making smash burger too. I don't know if you know that. I did not. We're making some smash burger. So, um, so me, I'm more in the area of the, the smash burger and there's a girl who's taking care of the poutine area. So everything is on her side. We got all the toppings. Uh, actually, the toppings um, change pretty much every week okay except the most popular one of course traditional is always there and actually sure. my, my gravy is from quebec so this has been shipped from quebec the gravy so nice. this is the real thing <laughs> it's authentic yes it's authentic yes and then uh, we got the cheese from new england so it's nice. a good combination it is perfect and, uh, and then we have the topping like uh, the beef brisket very popular yeah, I saw that. So what's in the beef brisket? The beef brisket? Yeah, because I did see that on your Facebook page that you had the beef brisket. So I needed to ask what goes into the, the is it? Do you guys do that all yourself in the truck? Yes, yes. Uh, actually, yes. It's, you know, the, the beef brisket is, is cooked very slowly with a lot of hours and uh, in the oven. And uh, it just fall apart, you know. And That's awesome. I have, I have my uh, my spices and <laughs> those are so 
top secret. I got you. Yes. Well, maybe you could tell us what a smash burger is. What's oh, that yeah. about? Smash burger, it's actually pretty good. You take, uh, it's actually a nice Angus ground beef. Sure. And then you have to roll it and then you put on the on the griddle and then you, you have a smasher. You actually smash it. <laughs> very thin, very thin. Okay. But what does that do is you can see around it. You can see the crust around it. And the middle is really, really juicy. Nice. And then uh, when we build a burger, we have a special mayo. I have like a tomato, bacon, mayo. I have That's a awesome. So I have a, like three or four different kind of burgers. Uh, one is the classic, of course, with sure. the red onions and uh, American cheese. And the hot mess is pretty popular. It's with the caramelized onions and the bacon. Um, and we have the jam burger. The jam, jam. burger is with, um, it's a bacon onions jam. That sounds we, amazing. I put on the top of the, the meat. Yeah, I could hammer so, that. No question. When you take a bite, you have all the flavor together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds so, like a good time. But if you, if you like tick tick burger, you may not like that. But this is Tintin burger. But they yeah. really, really juicy. I'm sure yeah. it would work for me. No question. Now, another thing I did see on the menu, at least at some of the places, was something called a pizza poutine. Mm -hmm. What what yeah. is that about? Yeah, there's something I tried when I was in UNH because uh, we went to UNH like a month ago. Sure. And uh, there was a special event over there. So uh, I said, well, uh, okay, the student, they likes the French fries. They like the pizza. What I'm going to do? So I just <laughs> put in pizza and um, it came out pretty good, actually. Um, of course, with a homemade marinara sauce and... Um, what you do is you just take the French fries, the curd cheese. You still put the curd cheese in the bottom. Sure. And then you put your pizza sauce. And then you put some mozzarella cheese. And what I do, you know those little torch burner you use for yeah. crème clay? But yeah. I burn the cheese with that. Nice. Okay, a little <laughs> so It looks like a pizza, you know? <laughs> so it's, awesome. uh, it's, it's melting. Um, and then you put some fresh basil on the top. That's very, very good, actually. Oh, that's cool. And then the yeah. last I needed to ask about was the double gooey poutine. Oh, yeah, the double gooey. Yes, it's a new one that I started. Um, this one, in Canada, we like the curd cheese, but we like the mozzarella shred cheese, too. Okay. Uh, at high school, we used to have the, the shred cheese. For the poutine so we used to climb onto the chair and pull the cheese up you know <laughs> so it kind of remind, remind me that a little bit so uh, that poutine is um i actually put the french fries of course and and then i put the mozzarella and the curd cheese and then i put the gravy so it got really really gooey because it's two different kind of cheese sure and what is very important too when you make a poutine is do layers. Okay. You know? um, we put a little bit of French fries, you put the, the, the cheese in it, and you put the gravy in the middle, and then we put some more on the top and more gravy because you want to have the gravy that goes all the way down. <laughs> That's awesome. 
uh, because if your gravy stick uh, is going to stay on the top. Oh, good. Uh, if you gravy is too thin, it's going right to the bottom where you have nothing on the top. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is the perfect poutine. That has to be a perfect balance. I love that. Yes. <laughs> now, do you, does your how often does your menus change? Do you do something kind of different for every festival, or what can they oh, expect? Yeah. Somebody that finds you, they can just know that you're probably going to have a a new invention for that for that particular event. Well, yeah, exactly. But what I do right now, because you know, we just started uh, on 2019. I'm trying to figure out what the customer likes. Sure. Uh, what we want to do is to make them happy. You know. Sure. Uh, so, uh, if there's a poutine is very popular, uh, of course, it's going to stay in the menu. Sure. Uh, an example like um, um, the chili uh, poutine is very, very popular. What's that it, about? I made a special chili. It's, chili? Uh, yeah, it, it's made with bacon and a little bit of beer in it. I'm not going to lie. I put, <laughs> I put a little bit of beer in it. That's appreciated here at the French but Canadian Legacy. It's pretty good. Um, so, uh, yeah, the chili, chili poutine is very popular. In Quebec, it's not because chili is not popular. That would be the sure. Bolognese, uh, gotcha. the Italian poutine, we call. Right. Um, but here, uh, I tried the Bolognese and no. People like the chili poutine, so the Bolognese can go. This is the chili poutine. Uh, we live in New England, so you go with. No, you of know, course. But New England once. Now, is there uh, like a test kitchen where you try these things out? Yeah, almost. You know, you need to, you need to know what they like. Um, there's always like the shepherd pie one was really popular too. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but I like to change. I like to keep uh, the traditional, the chili, the brisket, and uh, but after that, I like to try different things. Uh, I even made the um, the gravy, the maple syrup gravy, it was really really good. Wow! Uh, this one, it's it's the main basic of the poutine gravy, the you know the authentic one. Sure. But it's a twist of maple syrup in it, and it's oh delicious. wow, that sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will say, uh, if you ever need people to test, I think Mike and I could volunteer. We could be there oh, pretty yeah, quick. No problem. <laughs> We're open to it. <laughs> now, I would think just just generally, uh, we hear uh, about Poutine uh, is that for a long time, um, at least in New Hampshire, it wasn't considered like uh, the cool dish. It was something that had been around. People have been familiar with it, but only in the last five or ten years has it become hugely popular. Yes. And I'm, I'm just curious, what was your, growing up in Quebec, was Poussin just something that everybody ate all the time anyway? Well, actually, well, you know, my parents would never eat poutine every every week or, you know, we're eating pretty, pretty healthy. But, um, of course, each time you go to a restaurant, there is a poutine on the menu. Every restaurant's got their poutine. Yeah. Even McDonald's got poutine. You right. know, and they're really, really good. I've had it, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's something, it's almost like the burger in U.S., you know? If, you know, everybody has a burger in, sure. their, in their menu, but in, in Canada, it's poutine. Like I told you, high school, we used to have a poutine, I think, that was one 
every two weeks maybe and we were like wait, wait. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome but uh, yeah we grew up with poutine i don't know this just but it has to be the right balance you know everything is good in moderation uh, <laughs> that that's why i got three different size in my foot truck i got the mini i got the regular i got the big one yeah. you know I uh, the everything big is good one, in sure. moderation there's nothing bad about that uh, <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> big one works for me all right well this has been a blast this has been way way fun if somebody wants to get in touch with you follow you find out where you're going to be next where can we send them well actually uh you can follow me on facebook a hot mess poutine, a food truck, and um, I have um, I have one on uh, Instagram as well at gooey cheese. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, don't forget, uh, I don't know if you saw that, but we always use the hashtag poutine snob. Poutine snob. snob. Nice. So uh, this is something we started with the girls um because the girls who helped me out they never had poutine before okay <laughs> start the poutine eat the poutine and they said no we are putting snobs because they because they eat the authentic there you poutine. go so it's something we started so when somebody <laughs> really like the poutine and think the poutine is authentic hashtag poutine snob that's awesome. So that means it's something really authentic. I like it. So, yeah, Putin Snob. If you go to Putin Snob, you're going to find hot mess Putin in it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. No. Yeah, because we just started. <laughs> Very awesome. Yeah. Well, again, we've been talking to Renee McMaster of the Hot Mess Putin Food Truck. Renee, thank you so much for joining us. This has been way, way fun. If you are in the area, you have to check out this truck. It was awesome. It's a really good time. Uh, make sure you find it. Thank you very much, Renee. Uh, thank you for having me. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.